0: To the conspiracy curious, the highly sceptical, the generally bewildered and other refugees from the post-truth era, welcome to episode 3 of the Informed Paranoia podcast.
1: Offering thoroughly examined conspiracy content, free of hatred, ridicule or blind faith. For anyone who's ever wanted to know what's down there, we brave the rabbit hole so you don't have to.
0: So I'm your uninformed host, Locke, a highly sceptical psychological scientist, and as an example of something that I would not be surprised by, I wouldn't be surprised if aliens were actually humans from the future.
1: Cool. I hope they've worked some shit out by then. (laughs) Um, I am your armchair historian and conspiracy aficionado, Matt, and I once redecorated my apartment according to the principles of Feng Shui.
0: Ah, oh, very nice. It was a good period nice. of my
1: life as well. Just saying, pra-
0: practical beliefs—that's what we want to hear. Acting on them,
1: having a bright yellow object at your front door every day is never a bad thing. Never a bad Doesn't thing. Doesn't matter where you're, where you're from. It—it'll make
0: babies cry, but hey, babies aren't welcome. <laughs> that's fine. <Childless> okay. <laughs> So, this is effectively episode three of Pizzagate. So, Matt, mm-hmm. you've taken us on uh, down the rabbit hole a couple of times with yep. Pizzagate so far. So, we started with John Podesta's emails in episode one and sort of the background uh, around the election, the 2016 mm-hmm. presidential election in the United States. Then yep. in episode two, we talked about the code itself. And the code was also episode one. Oh, the yeah. code was episode one. Okay, I'm yeah. um, I'm confusing. Then That's in episode right. two, Rabbit we talked was a about place. <laughs> we talked about the harassment of uh, Comet Ping Pong and James Elephantis and also the the shooting. So mm-hmm. this is effectively um, a deep dive into some of the core content of the theory, some of the really strong themes and claims that are part of it. So yeah. give us an outline.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So today. Uh, As you say, it's it's kind of Pizzagate Part 3. But for anyone who's sick of hearing about Pizzagate, um, and I most definitely am, don't be afraid because it's also a new arc in the informed paranoia world. Um, We'll be looking into Moloch and allegations that... Government elites have been infiltrated by a secret group of Satan worshippers who enact their agenda through nefarious control.
0: Okay, so for those who've just heard the word Moloch for the first time, they're probably Googling it as we speak. How do you Don't spell go- Moloch?
1: Moloch is... It has kind of two spellings. So there's M-O-L-O-C-K or mm-hmm. also Molech, M-O-L-E-C-K.
0: Okay. So, um, and
1: there's other spellings as well, but those are the two main ones. We're, we're translating ones. from ancient Hebrew here. So,
0: okay. So, yeah. Matt, does that state the claim around the the nature of the conspiracy, or do you want to make a more definitive statement about what you are actually talking about
1: today? So, yeah, I guess it's it's there's a couple of things involved. So, so there are Satanists in our government. Um, And not just one or two in the House Mm. of Reps. The government is riddled or infiltrated by satanic influence. Mm. Um, Another claim we're going to look into today, uh, we're getting into Illuminati territory, Mm -hmm. which is clearly an episode on its own, but we're going to touch on a belief that there is some kind of group above what we recognise as the government that's actually in control.
0: So all in conspiracy theories... I would imagine are interlinked, so the fact that we've got to take little sideways steps into neighbouring conspiracies is not surprising. So yeah. if we're taking, if we're going to introduce a little bit of the Illuminati, that's that's good because we can always revisit it later. That's great. Absolutely, yeah.
1: I mean, the end goal for us is eventually we're going to get to QAnon in Australia. <laughs> that, was the much, <laughs> that was the original aim. That was the original aim. Um, the rabbit hole is not a straight line. <laughs> it's a Warren. Um, it's, it's a, a Warren. Warren. It's a Warren. There's lots of um, tunnels you've got to go down that are offshoots um, and the satanic stuff and the Illuminati stuff are both core principles of of QAnon belief mm. and also um, even though I'm not going to, I don't think I'd go so far as to say we're going to debunk the Illuminati in today's episode I mean that's quite a big job mm. um, but I think it's worth noting that for people who believe in QAnon, um, the Illuminati is perhaps not something that needs to be proven. Right. They may have seen that idea already and be totally comfortable with it. Okay. Um, So the ultimate claim we're going to start with is that Hillary Clinton admits to devil worship or more specifically worship of the demon Moloch in a private email
0: she admits to it okay.
1: admits to it
0: right that's a very strong claim that yeah. that's that's a good premise for an episode man I'm glad you've brought us yeah. to this particular entrance to the hole that's all the, the while. that's
1: that's the chunky claim what do you think look I can see your skepticism Skeptical yeah my brow really is pricking up already my brow is
0: furrowed because I'd imagine that if she had actually undoubtedly admitted to that that would be you know breaking news and if that's a big that's a big deal yeah yeah that's a, that's quite a big deal my first thought as you know the representative of the layperson here not the aficionado mm-hmm. is maybe she was being ironic in the email you can never tell tone in an email what are we going okay. to claim that yeah. someone's full belief is um, explicit in one line of text yeah. I'm or dubious, maybe Matthew. Just I'm just, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm dubious.
1: Yeah, fair enough. It's a big, it's a big claim. Yeah. Um, or maybe you think it's like when Obama, quote unquote, admitted his Muslim Have, yes. faith. So Have you ever mm. seen that video? And he just mispeaks. Right. He wants to say, I'm a committed Christian. He says, I'm a committed Muslim. I know the paranoid... (laughs) but I can hear the fingers typing already about who would say such a a ridiculous thing. But the next time you say something that's completely weird, footnote it. Because elites
0: elites do it too. And was he aware of the conspiracy theory at the time? Because that's almost a Freudian slip, isn't it? He knows that thing that he's
1: not supposed to say and that's what comes out under pressure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think um, we live in a world where conspiracy theories and and paranoid thinking and some some quite extreme beliefs Mm. are becoming mainstream concerns for leaders. Yeah. Um, And I'm never surprised when they're in the back of their mind. For example, um, on the Reddit conspiracy thread this week, or maybe it was last week, I saw the New South Wales health officer Mm. So, in the midst of the, the big Sydney lockdown, um, who was saying, and I don't think the footage was doctored, talking about the importance of getting vaccinated, and he said, we all, we all know how important the new world order is. So, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the vaccination. <laughs> and, it's, and the look he gets from Gladys Berejiklian is great, but, I mean, also, you, you can't deny he said that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and we won't debunk that's We're not debunking that today. But, but my opinion is this is something, belief in an agenda um, related to the pandemic is something this gentleman has to think about
0: every day. I'm sure that's it's situation. part of his dinner time conversation. Like, imagine if I said something that, you know, sparked a protest. How bad would that be? I'm under a lot of pressure up there. Yeah. I've got to be yeah. very careful about what I say. And then shit comes out.
1: Well, one can only hope he's not taking his work home. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm thinking he's, he's talking about it in meetings. Yeah. This is an issue with vaccine hesitancy. Mm. Um, what's at the bottom of it? You know, I, t- I, I imagine they're not going deep down the rabbit hole in in what's it called? National Cabinet meetings. Mm. But they'd be talking about some of this stuff at the state level as to why people don't want to get vaccinated. And, well, and he'd be definitely it'd be on his mind.
0: Well, and anti-vax is going to be a series of episodes for us, obviously, because it's one Absolutely. of the what, one of the original conspiracy theories going back to the nineteenth century, as we've discovered yeah. in you know doing the show. Yeah. I'm not so,
1: sure. I'd call it an original if it only goes back to the nineteenth century.
0: Well, no, but, I, exactly. Yep. Yeah, it's old. I, I definitely concede that. I will defer yep. to your historical authority on that. No, but it's to more me, like my, it,
1: no my knowledge of weird nonsense. Defer yeah.
0: to that. Um, but it it sounds like they people uh, definitely acknowledge that that is a public health issue. That false belief, anti scientific belief, is definitely a public health issue now. That absolutely. politicians need to take into, into consideration. Okay, we, we've yeah. we've gone off track. Let's pull we it back to Moloch. 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 What,
1: Let's go. Okay. What? So, so Here you, we are. you were sceptical that, that Hillary Clinton would admit to this and it wouldn't mm. be a major story. Yep. Um, I will say it's not a major mainstream story, but when I see people raise this claim online that she admitted mm. to de- devil worship, it's not contested often. Right. So it's become an accepted part of the narrative. Uh, in fact, I know you'll have a good stat, look, about mm. the real world. What percentage in a 2020 December poll um, Mm -hmm. done by NPR, that's National Public Radio in the States, I think, Mm -hmm. um, what percentage of Republicans believe, quote-unquote, a pedophilic ring of Satan-worshipping elites are trying to control our our politics and media?
0: Okay, so this is after the election.
1: This is December 2020, so, yeah, after the election.
0: I'd imagine that partisan... So Trump's already won. Yeah. <laughs> so partisan uh, sort of rhetoric is at a peak. Yeah. Let's Now, we said for the belief in something similar to this in the 2016 election, it was about
1: 40%. Yeah, it was 40% of Republicans who basically bought Pizzagate.
0: Mm. I'll say that it's gone up over those four years that Trump did his job and it's gone up to 60%.
1: Interesting. Um, I'm sorry to disappoint you or oh. make you feel better, but it's only 23. That's fine. That's gone down. Yeah. In a way. I think I think th- this is just, take it with a grain of salt because I'm just speculating, mm. but I wonder if um, QAnon being publicised actually poisoned the well for belief in Satanist infiltration of the government. Because that was a belief that came so associated with Q and especially, I don't know about after, this is before the January riot, but I think by that point people had already become uncomfortable saying, I'm with Q, unless they definitely were.
0: So it's like it consolidated a core of true hardcore believers, but alienated those who might have said yes to that uh, survey just because they're a little bit unsure. So yeah. maybe more people are saying no, because like, I don't want to be associated with those people. So it's about identity as much as
1: belief. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, okay. And again, um, not to get, not to spoil a future episode, um, but 30 years ago, your pastor may have told you, not Italian food, your ecumenical <laughs> leader, may have yeah. told you <laughs> that um, Satanists were infiltrating in the government at some churches in America or even here.
0: Okay, because Satanism for a, a pastor is a very loose concept, isn't there Anyone who. Is that right? Or is, are they, are they yeah. saying that they're, they're ungodly? Is it like a heathen? Or is it more. Well, that,
1: that's an interesting one because um, a recent quote uh, I looked at from, I think, last year um, was a pastor called Robert Jeffers. Jeffers? Who's Jeffers. Mm. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Who's a real fire and brimstone gentleman. Hmm. Um, And he goes on uh, what I would call a far-right radio show and says um, of Nancy Pelosi's attempt to impeach Trump, I think this was the second one. Hmm. Um, In discussion of that, he says, they don't worship God, they worship Moloch. And was later suffered the consequences. I think that radio show was shut down because of that comment. Okay. So
0: we're talking about Moloch and we don't know... Who he is? Who it is? What is it?
1: Do you know? Is this a name you're familiar with?
0: I think this is going to happen repeatedly throughout this show. You're going to say something that rings a very distant bell. I think I've yeah. heard it in passing, yep. and it's not... I'm just getting Beelzebub. I'm just getting Satan yep. itself. That's all. Yeah,
1: sure. So... um Yeah, I think the first thing we can debunk is that Moloch is a demon. So in theology and Middle Eastern archaeology, Moloch is an alternative deity. Okay. Um, Like Baal or Astarte, or worshipped by the Canaanites and Ammonites. As far as I can tell, this stuff gets a bit complicated. Right. Um, But not a demon unless... You're a committed Christian who is of the belief that deities from other faiths are demons.
0: Right. So anyone who's not part of the monotheistic tradition is demonic by default because it's not Yahweh, it's not
1: yeah. the Christian yeah. God. If, if yeah. you're that kind of monotheist, because a lot of people aren't, right? They'll, they'll mm. happily break bread with a, a, a Jew if they're Christian or, or whatever.
0: So would they say that you know, Ganesh or um, any sort of Indian God is a demon as well? Is that demonic?
1: If by they you mean most Christians, you're, you're asking me a question I don't feel qualified to answer. Okay. But if by they you mean all Christians, I would say absolutely not. No, not all. But also no. if by they you mean no Christians, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be complicated. <laughs> but Mr, Mr. Jeffers, one of his other comments was about um, believers in other faiths are going to hell if they're, if they're good people. Okay. Yep. So, so yes. Gotcha. Some people do think that. Right. Um, and they,
0: they're going there because they're dedicated to that path, because that's who they pray to.
1: Who are, who are they now?
0: <laughs> they are the non-Christians who are uh, praying to their gods, their alternate gods, their alternate deities, well, and it's their is, dedication that takes them to hell.
1: This, I am not, I'm sorry to shock everyone, but I am not and Near Eastern Archaeologist. Um, so uh, as for why people worshipped Moloch, um, I, I couldn't say. But I think it's, it is important to debunk a claim I've seen online that Moloch is a Jewish deity. Mm-hmm. And if anyone didn't know this, um, the ugly beast that is anti-Semitism will surprisingly often rear its head. Conspiracy theories. So I think it bears mentioning that that's, that's not true, but mm. I've seen that I've seen that said. Mm. Um, but um, the scriptural or textual evidence for worship of Moloch comes from the Bible and books shared with the Jewish faith, like Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. And some of the strongest evidence that Moloch was a real deity is people saying, "Don't worship it." Right. Okay. Um, so most most uh, archaeologists and theologians seem to accept that Moloch was a real alternate deity, mm-hmm. but there is a minority belief that the word Moloch, which, remember, we're translating from ancient Hebrew, mm. um, actually refers to a kind of ritual. Right, okay. So the example... Sorry, I'm just looking through my notes here. Mm. Um The quote from Leviticus, for example, this is chapter 18, verse 21. Uh, I always wanted to say <laughs> yeah. you shall not give any of your offspring to sacrifice them to Moloch and so profane the name of your God. Okay. So that sounds like don't sacrifice them to Moloch, but apparently in Hebrew, the word sacrifice can also mean pass over to.
0: Right. Give, so the, give, a, the, give the offering to.
1: Yeah, or even um, pass them over in a way. What do you mean? So, as...
0: Oh, in a method. (laughs) A method. Yeah, it's a a method. It's a
1: ritualistic method. So, um, I'm not going to pretend I'm fully informed about this because um, as much as I'm not a Near Eastern archaeologist, I'm even more so not a scholar of ancient Hebrew grammar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but the expert I listened to was was saying Moloch could also be a kind of uh, I guess an adverb.
0: Okay, and don't do and it Molochly. When... Don't do that. Don't do that Molochly.
1: So the the minority thesis is that um, Moloch may refer to a ritual like an initiation ritual, mm-hmm. um, in which children or young people go over a fire. Right, as a kind of coming of age ritual. Right, gotcha. Yeah, uh, and this rule is is that's not consistent with our faith. We okay, so
0: know, some, some of those children may have died just due, due to the dangerousness of the ritual. So don't do that because that's unholy. That's the sacrificial part.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, and again, that's a minority view. Yep. But okay. I just think it's worth mentioning because when someone says online, "Oh." Hillary Clinton admitted to worshipping Moloch and making sacrifices to Moloch not only is admit doing a lot of work there mm. but Moloch may not even be something you can make sacrifices to. Okay. That's not even agreed upon. Right. If you ask the experts. So
0: the foundation is wobbly.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, But the, um, the majority view is that Moloch was an Ammonite or Canaanite deity um, sometimes depicted as a bull-headed figure with a fiery belly that victims are cast into. Mm. And this, I hate to say, but he's associated with child sacrifice. Okay. So we're back in Pizzagate and QAnon territory. Mm. Yep. Um. Are you happy so far with ha- your Moloch knowledge?
0: Happy so far. I've place that in history understand that there's some contest around or some contest around the origins of the name and the meaning it may be yep. a ritual but yep happy yeah. ha- happy yeah. to proceed
1: a minority question but a mm. question regardless yeah on this conspiracy podcast when we say do your research we mean it baby. <laughs> <laughs> and good research involves opposing views very good um, So uh, another thing I think is really important is that Moloch, a bit like Mammon, mm-hmm. or Dagon, or mm-hmm. Croesus, Croesus. Mm-hmm. Um, do these do these names mean anything to you?
0: Yeah, I've heard them in in literary terms. I think I don't know if I've exactly I yeah, So, them, so but... something
1: something from the Old Testament that's become uh, a motif. Yeah, a literary motif. Yep. Um, so Moloch is in Paradise Lost. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, if anyone hasn't read Paradise Lost, I strongly me- recommend it. Um, it's in the rare category of classics that don't disappoint, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. um, and Moloch is introduced in this one as one of the generals in Lucifer's army. Okay. He's actually the first one. And Milton writes, and I quote, Moloch, horrid king besmeared with blood of human sacrifice and parents' tears, though for the noise of drums and timbrels loud their children's cries unheard that passed through fire to his grim idol. Okay.
0: Right. So there's that theme again of child sacrifice, but also the fire, which is why yep. there's contest wasn't
1: uh, just a ritual. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the the sort of biblical view hmm. of, of Moloch. Um, the other thing I think it's important to notice is that Moloch in literature is also functions symbolically. Mm-hmm. So, you're familiar with the work of Alan Ginsberg? Allen Ginsberg. Not with the work, Man. Only with the name. He's a beat poet. Okay. He was one of the founding beat poets. Oh, we, um, we
0: watched an interview with him. Yes, he was a bit yeah. of
1: a, a prickly character. Didn't suffer fools. <laughs> yeah, can, at all. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Curly hair, thick rim glasses. Yep. Black and white. Clicking your fingers to applaud. Yep. Yeah. Um, So in probably his best-known poem, which is Howl, I've seen the best minds of my generation, starving, hysterical, naked, you know? Yes, yep, yep. Moloch is a major theme, Mm. but used symbolically as to represent um, an unforgiving mechanism of perhaps the state or capitalism Mm. to which his friends... The best minds of his generation are sacrificed.
0: So it's a lost generation. It's a collective sacrifice. Yeah. So, so the he, he talks
1: a lot about um, his friends with mental health issues mm-hmm. and and um, drug problems who who die or go insane in Hell. Yeah. Um, and speaks of them as kind of being sacrificed to Moloch.
0: Yes. Okay. But
1: sim- symbolically. Yep. Yep. Um, and we might come back to that later because I think that's why this is an appealing conspiracy belief partly because of that symbolic meaning okay so there's a lot of
0: there's a lot to it there's there's elements and, yeah. and there's li- literary and historical pretext to it whereas pizza gate yes. yeah it was just oh. it was just an email it was just mate making compared shit with up.
1: last week's episode i am happy as a lark <laughs> because i got to you're I back in your element a bit yeah, I got to do a bit of um, Middle Eastern archaeology and look at some Milton. And, yeah, it's, this is based on something. Mm. Um, and plus, without spoiling anything, we, we may get to a bit of an actual conspiracy by the end of the episode.
0: What, they're trying to explain a historical event?
1: No, just, just just wait. OK, all right. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you some stuff you would have thought was more right. interesting. Right. Okay.
0: But the, the, su- um, the summary so far is the rabbit hole is deep and wide rather than narrow and
1: a sewer. <laughs> like last yeah. week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Good. and Moloch is not not Lucifer carrying that kind of cultural weight, mm. but it is a motif of Western culture. Great. Um, so back to the original claim that Hillary Clinton admits to worship, worshiping Moloch, which you're sceptical of. Mm. Um, this comes from a leaked email, not the same leak as the Podesta's. This is from her personal email, um, in which. Uh, it's actually not her. It's a U.S. ambassador mm. um, who's involved in negotiations after a constitutional crisis in Honduras. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. You thought Near Eastern archaeology was complex, but <laughs> right to get to the politics of Central America, <laughs> um, but it's a it's a key um, negotiation that he wants to be successful, partly for his own. Political reputation. Okay. Saving and the, the line in that... Yeah, definitely. And that and that comes out in the email quite strongly, I think. But hey, I hate politicians. That's why I'm here. Um, and one line in the email was, With fingers crossed, the old rabbit's foot out of the box in the attic, I will be sacrificing a chicken in the backyard, Americans say backyard, mm. to Moloch. Okay. He admits it, Locke. He admits it. He admits it. Right, so
0: Hillary hasn't Hillary admitted hasn't. it yet. He's admitted it. She, she won't. She won't, <laughs> okay. No. Whoa. No. Okay, so he's admitted um, in what could be taken as symbolic language to say I'm hoping and praying and I'm going to do everything that I can to make this happen,
1: including yeah. something that I'm not going to do. But I mean, I think admit, as we gestured at earlier, is doing far too much work here. Yeah, he mentions Moloch, but the other, you know, magical rituals are crossing your fingers yeah, and Satan. a rabbit's foot.
0: Satan. It's all satanic. <laughs> Who crosses their fingers? Do you actually cross fingers? <laughs> yeah. You're going to, need to put your faith in God. I
1: cross fingers. I throw salt. I touch wood. <laughs> I mean, that's the, right? This is the level we're at yeah. here. Yeah. Um, it's playground occult. <laughs> <laughs> but with an undercult. Uh, un, un, kinder cult. Yeah, kin- oh, don't, don't say kinder cult, please. <laughs> Sorry. We're staying no. away from pre cult. Yeah, we're staying away from preschools in this yeah. Um But I think what makes it weird is there's an unusually erudite reference at the end of it mm. to Moloch. Yeah. He's putting a lot of effort um, into
0: his emails. He's emailing Hillary, did you say?
1: Yeah, I this believe is, this, is, was, is his, this was directly to Hillary. This is his best um, email I mean, form.
0: He's probably spent half an hour on this email. He's trying to impress. Who can say?
1: Yeah. Who can say? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Should we say, just also be- th- before we go on, that this is part of yeah. the email uh, leak that got Hillary in trouble because she was managing emails on her personal email account? a uh, personal email <laughs> server. Is that what this is part
1: of? I believe so. Okay. Right. Um, I was concerned from, from earlier episodes that I got a bit too excited about tracking down where exactly leaks came from. Yep. Um, so I'll just stop and say this is from her personal email. Hacked and genuine Okay Yep Yeah um, All good?
0: All good uh, Before we go b- on uh, You mentioned uh, yeah. b- Before we started recording That you wanted to do A trigger warning So I believe Some of that content May be coming So do you want to Lock- s- Insert that now? Thank you Pleasure
1: um, Yeah it's not coming For a while But yeah We'll be We'll be quoting A politician Today Who uses uh, Homophobic language um, one slur in particular. Um, we'll include it because I think it's it's important for the context. gives you a picture of this this person. Um, but we'll warn you when it's coming. Okay. Yeah. But if you don't want to hear any of that, see you next week. Okay. Nice. Um, cool. So, do we have to? De- I I want to debunk a little. Okay. A little bit more. Yeah. No. I think we're um, there. You've
0: given us the the proof, which is that Moloch was presented in. Maybe in ironic fashion, in an email to Hillary, and that's been claimed as a Hillary admitting it that she worships. Yeah, I she, mean, she worships. Worships more. The,
1: the tone of a sentence in an email is is obviously hard to prove. Mm. But come on, fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. This is not deep. This is not the keys of Solomon here. Um, and it's a chicken which isn't part of the code from
0: episode one. So if. I was if this was all going to be consistent, it would be surely in the
1: code. The thing is that um, some people say "chicken" means "child," but it's not in the it's not in the Pizza Gates code, right? No, because we went through them all last in in a previous episode. We did, and also I would, I think, if you want to look at our debunking of why that is an insufficient week. Code that's difficult to believe in, episode one. Okay, yeah, no more, no more pizza for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Let's be full. Okay, it's time for the satanic tiramisu, when We've earned it. <laughs> Very
0: good. Um, All right, debunking time. Let's go. Hit us. Debunking time.
1: Okay, so as, as aside from that context, um, the accord didn't go through. The accord. So if the, right in the Honduras. Negotiation. Yep. Yeah. in Honduras didn't go through. It failed. Mm. Okay. So if Mr. Anselm was re- summoning Moloch to assist with this deal... Peace, poor Moloch. It didn't work. Peace, poor. Yeah. Yep. Let's, let's not say things we don't mean. I'm hoping <laughs> for my soul to survive this episode. <laughs> um, also, uh, I did some occult research this week, and chickens mm. are not an appropriate sacrifice. To Moloch or in general? To, to I don't know about in general. I imagine, you know, chickens are pretty... <laughs> Common food item. They've been sacrificed somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, um, the black magicians I looked at online, um, were quick to say, um, if you want to summon Moloch, child sacrifice is absolutely out. Right. I'm sorry, it even needs to be said, but I refuse. No one sacrificing a child. Mm. Um, but the appropriate sacrifice is actually sex magic. Sex magic with an adult. Yeah. That's a sacrifice. Well, it's a it's It's an offering. Yeah. You're kind of asking the wrong the wrong person here. I'm sure there are some listeners out there that are convinced I'm a Satanist already <laughs> from the way I talk, but but <laughs> my I'll, I'll happily admit listeners or co-hosts. Yeah, right. <laughs> of, the, of, the, of the details of how sex magic works, but I believe, um, yeah, you're you're producing energy that an entity will summon on. Okay, some uh, will will draw on through through ritualistic sex. Right. Um, yeah. Also, Moloch is not a very relevant deity for the modern occultist okay so I was on um, occultist what it just just I mean it's a literary thing it's mm. from the Bible yeah so I was on occultist.net and they had instructions for how to summon dozens of deities including Aphrodite mm. I mean everyone that needs, has to
0: be sex surely
1: everybody needs somebody mm. um, and Lucifer and Archangels not just demons archangels really but no Moloch you can summon archangels. Apparently. With the occult. Yeah, this is just, it's not all dark, Locke. Right. This is the left hand.
0: Ah, uh, right. That's it's, it, it's the hidden, not the dark. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's the hidden, not the dark. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, and if you did want to summon Moloch, he's not particularly good for business and negotiation. <laughs> What do you mean? So it's like obviously deities. Um, oh, for Honduras. It's a bit similar. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so deities, are a bit like in Greek mythology or something, they have mm. their different provinces. Mm. Moloch is not about assisting you to achieve success in business. Mm. Okay. There are other deities for that. Right. So Mr. Anselm has offered, if this is admitting, he's offered the wrong sacrifice to a deity that may not exist for the wrong thing and it didn't work.
0: Okay, so he's just a shoddy Satanist. You haven't proven that he's not a Satanist. Just he's, he's a piss-poor Satanist.
1: Well, as, as we'll, we'll often say in this podcast, you you can't... It's very difficult to prove that someone is not something. That's what
0: debunking is, Matthew. If I know I anything guess... about bunking, it's about I think... proving that something
1: didn't happen. Or does it exist? Yeah. Oh, I, can't, I mean, how can you prove something didn't? <laughs> this, I just think this is flimsy evidence. Mm-hmm. No matter how you look at it. Yep. Even before you go into the personalities of the various deities. But they're interesting details, Matt, and that's that's what counts. You like your Moloch lesson on Moloch? Yep. You have completed your first initiation. (laughs) 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 So um, the question um, I think it's important to ask yourself at this point is if the evidence is flimsy, and I believe that, I I will die on the hill that that one sentence is very flimsy mm. Why did anyone believe this? Why do they want to? That's the question. Why do they want to? Or and not just want to, you know, conspiracy theorists. Uh, I don't think they're any more any dumber than the average person. No, no. no. So so not just want, but why accept it?
0: Hmm. I think we should take a break, man. I think we should pause. Let people yep. reflect on the uh, the information dump, the debunking dump, and we'll come back Absolutely. and continue. Are we going to continue with debunking?
1: Uh, no. That's We're done. up to motivations of belief and perhaps an actual conspiracy. We've got time for it.
0: Let's do it. See you in a cool. f- in a few seconds. Here we go. okay we're back Matt we're talking about why people believe this quasi conspiracy, and we might be getting towards a conspiracy so take us there take us away
1: sure um, so I think there's there's a few reasons why why this carried weight. Um, I think one of them is very understandable, so um, Moloch is is a literary image of Sacrifice to an uncaring system or machine, mm. and I will happily admit that Clint- the Clinton administration that could have happened mm. and any other politician sacrifices lives to an uncaring machine. Collateral damage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm t- I guess this is on my mind as as every night I look at as pulling out of Iraq and. Um Yeah, you know, I, I don't. We're trying not to be trying to stay apolitical, mm. um, but whatever your uh, however your political affinities lie, I think many of us have had the feeling that leaders don't care to the point they will endanger our health and safety, mm. that or that are, of others, and
0: especially that there are impulsive decisions made. I think Wag the Dog, the film, was based yep. on a. um a real event or um, an analog of a real event, where an invasion happened because mm. uh, Bill Clinton wanted to divert attention away from Monica Lewinsky, and this is very cynical behaviour from politicians yeah. who are more invested in their own power than our well-being and our welfare. That's yeah, absolutely that, that's almost common sense now at the moment, yeah. isn't it? Like that's yeah, I don't I don't a, that, think
1: that's an outside view anymore. That's a shared belief. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is why you know I find it I sometimes find it frustrating that. Even though t- all we do on this podcast is so far write off conspiracy theories, mm. I'll stop accepting conspiracy theories when they find the weapons <laughs> of mass destruction in Iraq. Yeah. You know, this is not this is not outside belief. Yeah. Know. Um Yeah, so I will I will happily admit, symbolically, politicians sacrificed a Moloch. Yes. If that makes sense. Yep. Cool. Agreed. Um but I don't I don't accept it literally.
0: Yes. This is the so, this is the the creative leap that we were talking about last time that something becomes literal it becomes rather rather than just being possible or probable it becomes actual.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So we've got um, what do we say about the 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 curious leap? The curious leap, not the creative from, leap. From the... Hofstadter. Yeah. Um, that conspiracy theory is based on verifiable facts, such as the line in this email. Mm. But then. Um, lead to a curious leap of imagination such as this is not just a stupid thing to say Mm. it's evidence of satanic worship yep um and i think we've we've demonstrated a lot of obstacles to that leap Mm. but people still took it um so i think what we've got here is that the line in that email feeds into Beliefs that were already existent. They were already out there um, in the conspiracy community. Extant. Yep. Extant. Thank you. Um, Number one, which we'll get into a bit later, is the belief that the world is secretly controlled by a small group of sinister elites. Um, The the Illuminati, the Bilderberg group, the Cabal, the Globalists, or most nastily, the Zionist-owned government or Zog. Zog. Which is a cork Zog. That's, right. what the skin, that's what the skinheads call it. Hashtag nodal skinheads. Yep. That's what the neo-Nazis call it. Right, okay.
0: Um, so is that the Rothschilds? Are they sort of tied up in Zog? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, next time you hear someone say that there's a small group of people that secretly run the economy or they own all the banks or mm. George Soros does this or the Rothschilds do that, um, you know, I don't I don't really like rich, powerful people much, but I would advise you to, you know think about where those beliefs might come from. Okay. All right. Um
0: Matt, I've got a question without notice for you. Something pops yeah, do it. that's popped up now that we're talking about yep. uh, anti Semitism. Yes and we can return to this at later episodes, but Oh we will. We will. Yeah.
1: Was Nazism a conspiracy theory? No, not Nazis, Nazism is an extreme form of government. But I don't think the Third Reich could have happened without a basis in conspiracy theories, a firm foundational basis. Good. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Um, in fact, I can specify. So um, that the Germans lost the First World War because they'd been stabbed in the back from elements at home. Mm. Conspiracy theory. Okay. Um. That the economy is secretly run by Jewish globalists. Yeah, that was more the, more my point. Core Nazi belief. Yeah. yeah. Conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, the concept of the Aryan. It's not scientific. They're not an ethnic group. Yeah. Conspiracy, you know, uh, the, the list goes on and on. Okay. Conspiracy theories are essential to fascism. Okay. Which is part of the reason we're here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so, yeah, please. Last time, what did I say? Last time, ask me about the cabal. I'd much rather you ask me about about anti-Semitism and why we should be aware okay, of it. Okay, very good. Um, <laughs> let's re- yeah. let's return to it. Um, let's
0: do a deep dive on it in, in a, a future episode. We should definitely oh, come to back to it. it's it's
1: got to come up when we talk about QA. Yep, great. Right. So so a little foreshadowing. Um, the other one that's that's perhaps more obvious now is that this is not the first flourish of belief that the government was infiltrated by demon worshippers. Mm. That was a long-standing belief. So, again, a bit of a foreshadowing, but um, in the future I hope to do an episode on the Satanic Panic. Yes, from the 80s. We talked about this. From the 80s. um, Which is sort of something we've we've culturally forgotten, Mm. I feel, but significant at the time. And I remember because I was there. Mm. (laughs) Um, And the first... um, Place I could find that this comes from is our first guest star this episode. Ah, we're here. David Icke. David Icke. We're here. <laughs> so, what do you know about Mr. Icke? Like?
0: To be honest, and I'm going to um, admit something, I, I really don't know who he is, but I've heard mm. his, a reference to him so many times that I have a sense of who he is. Yeah, I see. Tell us the sense. I see, I see curly brown hair.
1: Oh no! No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. What about what about his beliefs? Not like his Tinder profile. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I actually couldn't tell you. No, I don't know. Okay. I just know he's a, right. fring, so, a fringe kind of character, uh, an eccentric.
1: Yes, yes. I would say, in my opinion, both of those things are, are true. Um, he's a megastar yeah. for conspiracy theorists, right. um, even to the point. I think he's fairly well known because he's the reptilian guy. Ah, the lizard people right. Guy. That's him. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, not going to go into too much detail until we can give a belief all the all the time it's worth mm. um, slash debunk it. Mm. Um, but he believes that um, the current political trend towards globalisation is led by a secret group. Mm-hmm similar to the Illuminati, but above that group is a bloodline dating back to the ancient world that is infused with genetic material from non-human reptilian entities that may be extraterrestrial or or perhaps not.
0: Okay, so obviously very basic genetics. We know that we're all related, especially in Europe... (laughs)
1: From I'm sorry, I love the way you think this is worth debunking. That's okay. Do it.
0: kind We're all related to Henry the or whatever from 1600s. Like there's, yeah. like, there's so much genetic intermingling, even yeah. across the Middle East from Europe. That we're kind of. You go back far enough, we're all related. So if it's from the ancient world, which Absolutely. part of the ancient world? And, and I think what counts as a you have long? to go
1: back. You have to go back less far to prove that leaders are related. Because most of them belong to a privileged class yeah. that not so long ago were selectively married to each other. Hmm. Um, apparently uh, Trump and Clinton are related. Really? Yeah, if you go back far enough. OK. Because yeah, this, is, this is a small percentage of the population that gets into positions of global Trump's leadership. Trump's German, right? though, isn't he? Trump. <sighs> I think we're getting into territory I, I cannot deep. OK. But I've heard... Pinch just salt, but I've heard that Trump and Clinton are actually related. OK. New, Maybe someone somewhere, somewhere on a podcast yeah. needs to debunk me. New York's
0: basically, you know, an island like Tasmania. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's Epstein Island. Anyway, so so um, David Icke in his book The Biggest Secret, mm. um, it, I think, brings up worship of Moloch for the first time in a conspiracy context. Okay. When was that? Um, this is. Oh, that's a good question. It was in the nineties. Okay. That's why I was imagining the curly um, brown
0: hair. Curly brown hair was big in the 90s.
1: Yeah, but he was blonde mm. and he had straight hair. Okay. So oh, glasses? You're getting... No. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking of... So... I don't know who you think David Icke is, but
0: the, the dude you're thinking of is not, is not Clearly him. Clearly not David yeah. Icke. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so he connects Worship of Moloch to the Owl the owl and there's no ev- there's literally no evidence for this that i could find okay. because we associated if you'll if you'll remember we we associated moloch with the bull Hmm. the owl is the symbol of i don't know athena or something moloch right? is he thinking moloch i don't know what he's thinking um so he connects um out, the owl to moloch just out of nowhere um then he links witchcraft to Halloween because both have owls. Mm-hmm. He then links Satanism to Guy Fawkes Day because both have tortures.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some of David Icke's work, I'm, I'm not buying into his all his ideas, but some of them are relatively well-researched. Mm-hmm. He's, his choice of sources is, I think, pretty... It's pretty narrow. Yeah. And not great. But but he will research and back up his claims. This one he just pulls out of nowhere. Okay. Moloch is an owl. Therefore, Moloch is worshipped at the Bohemian Grove. Ah. What do you know about the Bohemian Grove Loch? Well, until you mention it
0: in the pre show, Matthew, I'd never heard the words put oh, my together. Goodness. So Ah oh.
1: Enlighten me. The peeling begins. <laughs> the peeling begins. Um, yeah, so I I had heard about this from a few people and, and never believed it. Um, but I think we might... Wonder, perhaps almost climaxing here mm. with discussion of the Bohemian Grove. I'm going to give you... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm going to give you seven... Nine, sorry. Nine facts... About the Bohemian Crow. Okay. Right? Go. And I'd like you to decide. You can ask questions Mm. or ask for clarification. I want you to decide which of them are true.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. right. Let's go.
1: Can you tell I used to be a teacher? You ready?
0: You've got an exercise. This Um, is good.
1: Okay. Fact one. Mm. Members of the political and business elite meet once a year for a secret exclusive gathering on a private tract of land secluded in the redwood forests of California. True or false? True. Okay. Attendees have included former and future US presidents, Nixon, Reagan and Bush, speakers of the House of... What is that? House of... End of the American House. Is that House of Congress or is that different? I don't understand their system. House of Representatives, I think. Okay, House of Representatives, CIA directors, military contractors, luminaries from academia and entertainment, including Danny Glover, Poof. and CEOs of the largest energy and communications conglomerates and banks.
0: Obviously true, because Danny Glover, his star is still shining bright. So, <laughs> yeah, he's perpetual. This is, this
1: is back. I think this is back more like lethal weapons. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, <laughs> he's too old. He's getting too old for Bohemian <laughs> Um Fact three. The gathering is used to conduct significant and secret deals, including a US general requesting funding for the stealth pro- stealth bomber program and a European leader announcing that Europe would have a unified currency 7 years before the the what do they use? Hmm? The the what are the what's the currency in Europe? I'm having a total The euro problem. The Euro, thank you. Before the Euro was... I'm an expert, guys. Bitcoin. <laughs> Before the Euro was officially introduced. Okay. It's true. That's
0: definitely true. True. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, you're saying too many of them are true. I'll have to give you some crazy stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, Actually, no, I'll the... say
0: that one's false because the the stealth bomber is probably the only sort of military thing that you could pull out. So I'll say false on that one then.
1: Really? Mm. Okay. Um, you're a World
0: War Two. Military
1: expert, I don't think you're up to date. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Okay. Let's get a bit more extreme. Mm. Um, The climax of The Gathering is a ritualistic performance in which robed attendees bearing torches honour pagan deities and burn an effigy in the shape of a human figure. True or false? False. Okay. Okay too obvious. Um this performance includes chanting ritualistic phrases such as the owl is in his leafy temple let all within the grove be reverent before him before a giant stone figure of an owl.
0: So yeah, you, you no. think
1: that's false because the ritual's false, right?
0: No, that's true because that's a little bit more whack.
1: All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay, so so there is a ritual but maybe not robes and torches. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um the Gathering is exclusively male and extremely boozy. Like, uh, a, uh, what do we have? A Bucks night? Mm. In, in no, it was yeah. A Stag Night. Um, renowned for cross-dressing and group urination. And this is where i got to warn people that the homophobic slur is coming. Mm. Uh, because Richard Nixon, who was an attendee, later called it the most faggy goddamn thing you could ever imagine.
0: Well, that's got to be of the cross that, that has to be true because you've put a trigger warning in. You wouldn't do that flippantly for a false part of a trivia oh. quiz, Matthew. So I've I've rumbled you there, but good thinking. So that good means, thinking, but Rob. that also means that Hillary couldn't be there, but she's just part of the group, but she doesn't attend these <laughs> yeah, meetings.
1: But, yeah, but we're not testing the claim that Hillary was in attendance. Oh, okay. We're testing the claim that that Moloch is worshipped at the Bohemian Grove. Okay. Yep. By a secret group that's in charge of the world. Okay um okay gee these are big facts all right i'll try and try and pick up the pace gatherings transcend ideological and national boundaries at one notable gathering in the late 70s the guests so this is still the cold war Hmm. guests included a soviet physicist from the supreme council of people's deputies together with the secretary of state henry kissinger the noted conservative and the French Prime Minister, who was attending in secret, hiding it from his own people. I hope
0: that's true. I hope okay. these people behind the scenes party. That's good.
1: Party. Yeah. Wow. You'll be popular with that conspiracy. <laughs> I hope these guys get together and have a good time. Nothing well, bad can get on coming. They should. Absolutely. Okay. 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 Um. I. I'm. I think I'm going to disagree with you when we talk about this. But we got two facts to go. Yeah. Um, oh actually that's the end I'm sorry in I'm a, de- a
0: decentralized way not in a centralized this is the party that only these people can get to
1: but yeah if a French Prime Minister wants to party with a Soviet scientist why not you think good. it's it's good shows yeah. that we can put our differences aside cross pollination why not look okay. Um, so look, you said one, two, three, four, five out of the seven. It wasn't nine. I got confused. Out of the seven are true, mm. and you did pretty well because they're all true. Right.
0: Okay. I thought you might have been doing that, but yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah. My students really used to think. That too. <laughs> this doesn't.
1: This doesn't shock you that Nixon is putting on a, To be fair, because we got to get into normal world now. Um, I said. Ritualistic performance. So not everyone there is robed, carrying a torch, chanting. the The owl is in his leafy temple. Nixon probably wasn't doing that, but right. he was watching it happen. Well, right. it,
0: it. You mean it doesn't shock me that somebody's making this claim that that happens? No, that no, doesn't No, that's me.
1: real. This happens. Sorry what? Sorry, what? Yeah, this is all real. This is real. Oh yeah. All of the claims were true. Everything I just told you, to the best of my abilities to research it, is absolutely supported by fact.
0: Okay, so I completely misunderstood the task. I thought you were saying, (laughs) are these actually claims of, of Bohemian Grove or are these actually true? These are actually true.
1: These are all actually true. Everything that I've told you has happened.
0: All right, I'm obviously a bit slow here tonight. That
1: was... I think... I was a f- never should have become a teacher. But anyway. So, <laughs> all right, that, that happens. All of this has happened. There's a In secret the leafy grove. In the leafy grove. There's a secret meeting once a year in a, at a private location in California, exclusively male, filled with cross-dressing. Former presidents are watching people put on robes, chant pagan Im- imagery and set fire to a human effigy. How do you know that's true? They're... It was written about Inspire Magazine. <laughs> that's not a great start. That's it's all right. That's a, I mean that's a reputable sort. Okay. Um, it was uh, Alex Jones. I know. I know that we're not going <laughs> to believe Alex Jones at face value, but he infiltrated Bohemian Grove and yeah. got footage of it. But how does that mean that presidents were there? Did he get well, the pres- footage of a president? That's common. Some of them admit to it. I mean, Nixon said he was a previous attendee. Actually. Yeah, yeah. That's this. That's from the Watergate tapes. Right. <laughs> okay. That's All why right. he's. That's why he's freely swearing because he didn't know he was being recorded. So, but it sounds like Bohemian Grove uh, the, is an the, episode. The missing in French it... prime minister that was written up in their papers when they found out where he was.
0: <laughs> okay, so it sounds like Bohemian Grove is an episode in its own right because. I would not have thought like yes, I am surprised. I would not have thought that there was a secret meeting of global leaders once a year yep. in the woods, with, you know, strange rituals. No, I wouldn't have yeah.
1: expected that. No, it's 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 crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's not like everyone attends. I think if you believe in the Illuminati, they're all there. Yeah. Um. If you if you actually go back and look at the claims, all of which I believe are supported. I never said the head of Facebook is there or Zuckerberg is there. Yeah. So actually um, members of the Bohemian Club, Mm. which is the men's club that conducts this gathering, um, are worried that it's becoming less relevant. It's it's basically for older white conservatives.
0: So I've got family members who are members of the Australia Club. Right. In Melbourne, that's a men's only. They had a, a vote yeah. recently whether to let men to let women in, and they voted against okay.
1: it. Weird flex, but okay.
0: But I'm I'm just saying that those men, I have, I know the kind of people who go to those men's clubs. Not all family members, obviously, right? And it's a very specific type of alpha male that goes. Yeah, and those alpha males are okay boomers. They're the ones that you go, all right. Yeah, don't understand. Sure. You're on a yeah. different planet.
1: Yeah. My, my grandfather was a Freemason, make of that what you were, listeners. Um, and, and that was already too, weird, too archaic for, for my dad to want to, to want to follow in his footsteps.
0: My grandfather's the same. He, he yeah. went and then went, you guys are
1: off the, off the planet. It's too Which weird. is why we're not Freemasons. Or are we? Or are we? Yeah. You might be. No, it's not for me. That's the, <laughs> and Bohemian Grove,
0: neither. Okay, so this was an influential event attended by who's who back in the day and it's dwindling or has dwindled.
1: Yeah, it's it's ongoing. It's in a lot of trouble cuz it's exclusively male. Yep. Um so they're facing a lawsuit and they've constantly faced protests. Um and it's generally going out of out of style. So there's um a kind of Bohemian Grove 2.0 called the Sun <laughs> Valley Retreat. Sun and Valley. And that happened right. just a... That happened just a couple of weeks ago, and Zuckerberg was there. Um, the head of Netflix was there. You know, like like 21st century movers and shakers, right? And and no rituals. It's a, it's a festival. casual business conference. Yeah. It's, it's not a festival. It's like a you know whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a get together. Um, so Bohemian Rove looks to me like it's going out of style. Okay. Yeah. Do we know the orange, origins of it? Yeah, so it's it's related to the Bohemian Club, which is a men's club in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I could tell, it was kind of founded during the Wild West when there was the gold rush to the west coast of the States. Mm-hmm. Um, and these people who... I think Mark Twain was a member... Um, one of the founders was Ambrose Pierce, who's an amazing old school horror writer. If anyone's into that, horror um, writer, did you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He wrote, he wrote old school horror stories. we mm-hmm. um, were worried that there was no culture on the west coast of America like there was on the east.
0: Okay, and so, so they, they were the seeding Bohemian, it, right?
1: Yeah, the Bohemian part is about the tradition of of the artist who pursues creativity and and rejects worldly worldly concerns, which we'll right. get into later.
0: And it became something attended by world leaders. How did that happen?
1: I don't know, um, but apparently because it was very... associated
0: with fame originally, with Twain and Twain and Yeah,
1: yeah. So, it's, so the the founders were relatively big. I imagine Mark Twain was a was popular in his lifetime. Um, so it, g- it, so gave the, ex- it gave the, it gave, the
0: it gave the Square community something to to go to to say, and I'm connected to historical literary figures because I go maybe, to this festival. Maybe. Yeah, and to be
1: right. honest, I didn't look into how it became so so popular or exclusive, hmm. but um, despite its dwindling relevance, it is highly exclusive. Right. The waiting list for membership is apparently 33 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So get in early listeners. So Emmanuel Macron has got a while to go. I think he might be too young and... Um, it's mostly American Conservatives. It's it's a big Republican thing. OK. Um, a rumour that I couldn't substantiate... See, I did, you know, I back some of this stuff up. <laughs> um, ..was that George Bush appointed um, Cheney as his running mate at Bohemian Grove. That's a okay. commonly cited fact. But I, I couldn't find evidence for that, so I left mm. it. Off. Um, everything else I've said today, I, I open the floor. We love a good debunking. If anyone can debunk it let us Come. know let us know yeah in we will be in very the comments yeah
0: yeah. an interesting little snippet little uh, corner so let's go back so this is connected to Moloch because it val- validates the belief that there's a ritualistic element of global power that there is a centralization in of that in some kind of ritual yeah so it's where um, where, sa- where sacrifice could be undertaken
1: yeah so um, when Alex Jones infiltrates it um, a key component of his interpretation is there's actual sacrifice happening, right? Um, and we'll we'll look at that. So he claims um, to be an eyewitness. And uh, well, it's it's hard to know what that gentleman is actually saying and what he's just saying, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but David Ike is the first person I could find that says this is where they worship Moloch. Okay. Um, in my opinion, this is not worship. They they. Conduct a bizarre performance. Yeah, um, it's a tradition. Yeah, with ritualistic trappings. Yeah, um, and an owl. And it's yeah, and an owl. It's not Moloch. It's an owl, which I think represents Athena. Athena. Yeah, the goddess of wisdom, who was okay. represented by the owl. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so that could be the point at which to think about retirement, looks.
0: Okay, so we've come. Have we come full circle, though? I feel like we need to bring it back to the the underlying belief and go back through. Why do people believe this? What's
1: the what's the what's the thread, Matthew? What do you what do you what do you take out of it? I think um, I got to. You know, you asked me what I learned last episode, and I would basically learned nothing. <laughs> um, I think. It's it's perhaps an obvious thing to say, but worth saying, is it's actually comforting to believe that there's a secret group involved. Hmm. Uh, sorry, a secret group in control, because that necessarily means that someone is control in control. Yeah, and I think even and psychologically, I mean, jump in any time, but evil control is actually it's better than none is a pe- more appeasing than how I see the world, which is a totally chaotic, unfathomably complex interaction of cultural, economic, historical, racial, environmental factors that is periodic- periodically ruined by incompetence and greed. I think that is a brilliant point, and I would like to return to that
0: when um, I give my sort of psychoanalysis of conspiracy theories in general. That it yep. is some way to provide comfort in the face of complexity and meaninglessness that we have yep. kind of in the secular world, but also in a threatened uh, theology, in a enlightened theology. So, mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a great point that it the it, it localises what's a complex network really behind the scenes that's yeah. um, incidental and idiosyncratic and very human. This makes it mm-hmm. seem otherworldly and it goes back to, you know, ancient beliefs of the gods are ruling everything. This this feels like, okay, at least the gods yeah. have control. That means we can seed control. We can just live our lives and the things that we can't control, we can't control, just leave it to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, also, I think it's interesting you you relate the people who are thought to attend Bohemian Grove with the gods Mm. because I think part of the claim of this belief is that these people are so proficient and powerful in an evil way Mm. that if they make a plan in the summertime, it goes all year until they meet again. Yeah. I mean... I wish our leaders were that competent. <laughs> yeah, they can't even have a national cabinet and then not contradict each other a few hours later. Yeah, um, but it, it goes back to that that part of um, when we talked about the con- the paranoid style in mm. episode one. Mm. That part of conspiracy related belief is that you credit your enemy or the perceived enemy with amazing abilities. Yeah. I almost think, like a god. I think that's a great place to end on, Matt. Well done. I think... Wait! I hope, I hope you've enjoyed it. No, wait. one more. There's just one more thing. There's one more thing I've learned. Okay. And I, I want to get into this one. Um, because you and I both, when I'd heard about Bohemian Grove pre- pro- um, previously and when you finally understood my little <laughs> task today, <laughs> um, couldn't believe that Bohemian Grove exists. No. I thought we were and talking I challenge about you, a you know, I can't believe I'm, I'm saying go and do your research, but honestly, Google this stuff and you will find it is, it is verifiable, I believe. Um, so I think in the future um, we're going to talk about the psychology of conspiracy belief. Hmm. But what about the psychology of disbelief? Because this is true and we didn't accept it at face value.
0: Is there a relation between the two, do you think?
1: I don't know. It's just I think there's a, a popular misconception that conspiracy theorists are crazy or stupid. Mm. But I could tell you some historical facts that are utterly insane. Yes. But yes. well documented. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and I think you would dismiss them until you looked into them for yourself. And is that because you're highly rational or is that because you lack imagination?
0: So the truth is stranger than fiction
1: that kind of element. Some yeah, sometimes it really is. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think the Bohemian Grove are running the world. I really don't. No. Um but you cannot deny that powerful people meet for a very bizarre exclusive gathering. So there's there's almost
0: what you what you're pointing out here, there's almost a Zeitgeist within conspiracy theory. Circles of a a growing realization that the world is sort of a strange place out there, that it's not this nice, neat little um, system that we learn about as kids. But as you become, you know, mature and kind of enlightened in the sort of globalized sense of how chaotic everything is, there's a sense of, well, does anyone really know what's going on? I don't think they yeah. do. Yeah, oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think, um, um, and especially as we get closer and closer to talking about QAnon, a lot of QAnon influencers will begin their explanation or their, their pilling, if mm. you will, by saying, have you ever felt there was something wrong with the world? And as I will talk about, that's the first thing that you
0: ask Someone who you suspect may be psychotic. Sure, but I want to very clearly say that I'm not implying that at all that individuals who follow conspiracy theories yeah. are psychotic. That's not the claim. I want mm-hmm. to make a, a very different but
1: related claim. Yeah, you're characterising the belief system, yes. which is not the same as characterising all the people believer who, yeah. ascribe to it. Yeah, like saying the. There's systemic racism in the police force doesn't mean that every police officer is individually racist. Sin and sinner. Different things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I will also point out, there is something wrong with the world.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. w- wake up, sheeple. <laughs> you think I'll, t- I'll tell you there's nothing wrong with the world just because it's not screwed at Bohemian Grove? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's just not this. Yeah, I think the the Illuminati is you're replacing one simplistic belief system with another. Exactly, and that's not an approach I, I, re- I recommend. Well, that gives me more um,
0: more impetus for my discussion about the psychotic element of it and yep. what what's driving it and the sort of epistemological roots. What is it about? knowledge that people are grappling for grasping at. Um, yeah. I think thats, that, that's a, uh, that, that gives me something more to talk about when I do that episode, which is coming up soon. Yep. And we Look thank forward to it. yeah we thank everyone for listening and mm-hmm. uh, send through your comments send, send through your um, your thoughts your own debunking your own research please we're always uh, welcome uh, we we always welcome uh, comments so if you have any suggestions for episodes or any any tips or hints we have a website which is informedparanoiapodcast.com you can obviously find us on lots of um, podcast. Uh, platforms as well. So, Matthew, thank you again for going down the rabbit hole.
1: It sounds like it was a pleasant experience this time. This one was an actual pleasure.
0: Great. yeah. And for us it was, as well?
1: It was fun, and I actually uncovered a kind of conspiracy. Which Great. Was, I loved it.
0: <laughs> so, we loved it too, or at least I did. I hope the, um, the listeners did. So, thank you for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next time. Matt, do we have any idea what the next episode's going to be from your angle?
1: We've got a few... Tunnels we can go down. Yeah, um, we could we could enter the grove. Yeah, because it's as I said, there's pretty some pretty detailed detailed accounts of what happens there, and I think interpreting those is quite interesting. Mm. Plus, it will include guest star Alex Jones. Alex Jones.
0: Yeah, uh, we've got we've got to get to Alex. Alex is an interesting okay. character. But yeah, I think so... we ha- we need to keep the thread, though that our ultimate. Uh, not resting place, but our ultimate place destination is uh, QAnon in Australia. We want to get to the. It, well, it's it's part of our uh, part of our drive for being yeah. here is to get to that point because that's our unique angle, and I think that's where we hope to kind of influence the debate a little bit. We're Australian, it's yeah. happening in Australia. Yes, it's a global thing, but. I think the unique perspective is going to be the context that we can bring to it from the Australian perspective. So okay. let's, let, let, well, if we'll keep that in mind.
1: Yeah, if we're racing towards Q, I I recommend the next stop on our tour of the rabbit hole is John Podesta's art collection okay. and the Red Shoes conspiracy theory. Let's do that. Which will get us all the way to Tim Stewart and Julie Bishop. Yes, that sounds good. We're coming home.
0: (laughs) All right, well, everyone, thanks for joining us. We'll see you again on Informed Paranoia. See you next time.
1: Thank you, everybody.